Podcast Answer Man, episode number 176. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hi, this is Tim Berkman from the New Media Expo, and you're listening to the Podcast Answer Man. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and today I'm going to be doing something I have never tried before, and I, it might actually be a complete flop and failure, but hey, I'm always willing to try something new. Well, okay, maybe not always. Sometimes I'm kind of hesitant to take on anything different than what I'm used to, but today I'll tell you what I'm going to try new. Okay, so as you know, I've already taken the Podcast Answer Man show off of my live show Thursday schedule so that I can always sit down and and kind of uh, map out the show or or at least do a a little bit more of a, I guess maybe a strategic approach to the things that I share. And I don't necessarily want to be in front of a live audience, so I don't feel like I need to perform for anybody. And And for those of you who are listening week after week after week, you've heard me talk about this. So that's all old news. But for those of you who are brand new, thanks for subscribing to the show, and I hope that you enjoy the content that I provide today, especially since it's going to be done in a completely different way that I've never tried before. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to call this the build it as you go approach to podcasting. It just occurred to me that, you know, I could sit here and spend the next 45 minutes to an hour uh, putting together all of the items that I'm going to share in this episode, putting together my roadmap, if you will. But I thought to myself, what would happen after I've actually sat down and, and, and jotted down some notes about the very first topic that I want to include today, what would happen if I was, you know, with the ability to pause my recording, what would happen if I actually decided to go ahead and record the first story and then take it and, and hit pause on the recording, and then when I have the next story, I unpause and continue on? Well, if you want to find out what it's going to be like, listen to this episode. Now, before I begin today, I want to bring up some feedback that I had received from a longtime listener uh, to the Podcast Answer Man about episode number, I believe it was 175. I think that was the episode where I had titled it something like, How to Get Somebody to Pay You to Go to a Conference. And uh, and by the way, just real quick here, I, I just felt like I should insert this. Did you notice the pause in there? I don't know if you noticed that, but uh, there was a pause. I actually paused the recording uh, right before I said, the, now the first thing I want to get to is blah, blah, blah. I inserted a pause there. I actually paused the recording, and in fact, I had a, a chat conversation via Skype with my virtual assistant. I had noticed while I was actually doing the intro of the show that my VA had actually sent me a little Skype message that said, hey, Cliff, you, are you still there? And I said, I'm recording a show. And she says, oh, okay. And and basically, as soon as I said, and so if you want to hear how, what that sounds like, listen to this show, I hit pause. And then after I hit pause, I went ahead and had that chat conversation with her and and I knew exactly what I wanted to come up with next. It was the feedback about episode 175 and I came back and this is the first topic that I'm talking about today. And so probably I would assume that had I not told you that, you would have never known that there was a pause there. 
I don't know. We'll find out if you can pick up the pauses in the future uh, portions of this episode. But I probably have this feeling that you probably will now that I've pointed it all out to you. Anyway, let's let's talk about this feedback that I got. I won't mention who the feedback came from because that's unimportant. But what is important is the feedback that I got. And I feel like it might be possible that if one person came away from listening to episode 175 with this thought or this opinion, then it might be possible that, you know, with the thousands of people that might be listening, that perhaps somebody else has this opinion too. So here is the feedback that I got. Here it is. I'm going to read it to you. It says, hey, Cliff, this is so-and-so. First off, I want to thank you for your show and advice on the forums. They have been very helpful with getting my podcast started. However, I just listened to episode number 174. So, okay, there you go. It was episode 174. However, I just listened to episode 174 of Podcast Answer Man, and I was very disappointed. Now, please understand, I'm reading an email However, and, and, and in the email, as you guys know, there is no inflection of voice. You know, words are static. There's no body language. It might have been, might have just said, however, I just listened to 174 and I was very disappointed. Uh, but, I, you know, you always read these things, you know, without knowing what people are actually feeling, uh, sometimes through your own lens of how you might be feeling today. So be careful when you criticize somebody how it might be taken, depending, it could be taken completely differently, uh, depending on how their day's going or the the lens in which they view your, your words on the screen. But anyway, I, I'll just read it to you as I kind of got it. Uh, so it, anyway, he writes this. He says, however, I listened to episode, or yeah, episode 174 of Podcast Answer Man, and I was very disappointed. I understand how excited you are about the sponsorship, but you even admit it yourself that you need to have been doing this for a while to be able to do this sort of things. I've always felt that your show has been geared towards those that are to those that are new into this field of podcasting or still inexperienced. Therefore, 174 would be of no benefit to them or me. And the or me is in parentheses. To me, the episode came off as Look at what I can do and listen to what these people say and how they talk about me. And I'm not trying to be mean. Just for the future, I think that there might be better ways of tackling this. Either a blog post or maybe a small portion of the show, but not an entire episode. Just some of my thoughts. Let me know if I'm completely off my rocker here. Keep up the good work. Well, anyway, I responded to this email. And the way that I responded to this email was I actually sent him a a personalized response. And since he asked me if he was off his rocker, you know, because of the relationship I had with this individual or that I have with this individual, I mean, we've exchanged a lot of forum conversations back and forth. Uh, Have he's been in the live shows, all this other stuff because of this relationship. I sent him a, you know, a a pretty cocky response. But I I mean, I think he knew that I was just kidding. Uh, But anyway, I, I wrote him back. I says, I do think you're a little off your rocker. And here's why. But uh, I won't go into word for word what I wrote. But here's the here's the one thing I want to answer. I want to say to anybody who thinks that I was just you know that I came kind of came off saying, "Hey, look what I can do," and what, listen to what other people are saying about me and how cool I am, because that's not what I wanted to portray with episode 174. Here and here's the, and the other thing, and I want to also address this idea that this podcast is is geared for the brand new podcaster or the very inexperienced podcaster because it's it's not geared for that. It's geared it, well, it is, but it's not. So so let's clear up a couple of things here. 
First and foremost, if you go all the way back to episode 001, which I don't know if I would encourage you to do so or not, uh, it was... I was, a, I was really green in those days. But if you wanted to, you can. It's in the archives. Uh, but you could go back and listen to episode 001. And one of the things that I said at the very beginning is like, listen, this podcast, I have a target audience in mind. And that target audience is somebody who is a an audio podcaster. Now, I believe that the content that I will produce here will be reaching, will be eligible or um, applicable to a, a, a wide variety of podcasters. I'm talking about somebody who has just just heard about podcasting and they're interested in learning more. So they have absolutely zero experience in podcasting whatsoever. Uh, and so that, of course, would fit into the criteria of, of what this person had wrote to me that, that, you know, they thought this was the experienced or those who are brand new to podcasting. Absolutely. That's one portion of the audience. The other, the, uh, but I said, you know, it's going to be a broad spectrum. I, I would like to, to reach the brand new podcaster. But at the same time, I want to be able to speak to things that are at the level of people who have pod, been podcasting as long as I have. And you know what? Podcasting existed for an entire year before I actually got on board. I, I got on board at the very end of 2005 and, and all the way back to, I think, you know, March, April of 2005 is when it got started. So there is people out there are people out there with a, a, probably about a almost a year of experience beyond what I have. And one of the things that I do know is that several of you, and you know who you are, uh, several of you who have been podcasting longer than I have listen to every single episode on a weekly basis of Podcast Answer Man. And so my goal here is not just to be here for the brand new podcaster. So for example, last in or not last week, but uh, two weeks ago when I did that episode, um, I had uh, some feedback from uh, I th- I three different people, three different people who emailed me and says, wow, I really appreciated that. I never really thought about the possibility of of getting a sponsor to attend an event like that. It's something I'm going to look into. Now, I won't mention who those three people are right now because I didn't ask them if I could share their information in the podcast. But here, the situation is this. Those three people that emailed me, they've been podcasting long enough, and I actually know, you know, the type of audience that they have and and the type of quality work that they do and the amount of content in their archives, and so their reputation, uh, their, their, I guess, their social clout, if you will, it definitely wouldn't warrant them to be able to do exactly what I prescribed in Podcast Answer Man episode number 174. I have no doubt at all that they could do, they could take the exact formula that I gave in that episode and they would be able to, if they wanted to, within the next 10 days, land a sponsorship to attend an event and and probably, you know, well, I won't mention dollar amounts, but they would get it all expenses paid exactly the way that I did. For those of you, however, who say, you know, who may be thinking, well, gosh, Cliff, this came off as, you know, well, look at what I can do and look how other people talk about me. Well, the the whole deal here is I want I want people to not think of it that way, but understand that my desire in sharing that wasn't to say, look at what I can do. My well, in a way, maybe it is, but really the idea, the emphasis is look at what you could do. That's why I wanted to share that. Episode 174 is all about the things that are possible with podcasting. So when I share a major success here, 
uh, that I have I have faced. It's not for me to say, "Hoo hoo, look how awesome I am." It's it's for me to say, "Wow." All of this has been made possible because of the efforts that I have made in podcasting and new media and social networking and building a brand online. And I share all of these successes, and trust me, I want to share my successes with you guys without sounding like I'm bragging, but I want to share these successes because I want you the newer podcasters, the the ones that are, are just getting into this, the ones who have been doing it for a while, but you feel like you're still just this hobbyist, I want you to think and dream big. The whole idea of this podcast is not to keep you where you are. The whole idea of this podcast is always to get you, to urge you, to inspire you, to encourage you, to kick it up a notch, to take it to the next level. I want to achieve, personally, I want to achieve major successes in my business through the use of podcasting, new media, social networking, and all of this stuff. But while I want to I, I achieve all those successes and, and financial successes and all kinds of other successes as a re, because I, you know, I've got a family of five I want to provide for. So personally, I want to do this. But I want to do this and I want to help you know, pave the way and, and share some of my experience with you guys to inspire you to do similar things. So it doesn't matter if you just recorded your third episode of your podcast and you sound like a complete novice because like I said, go back and listen to episode one of Podcast Answer Man. And at that point, I had already been podcasting for like nine months. So, so I mean, that just gives you an idea of where I was after nine months of podcasting. Now, could I have done what I did in episode 174 uh, within my first year of podcasting? Absolutely not. And I even made a point to say that just as this person wrote in. He says, like, you even said it yourself. Uh, you know, you not, ju- not just anybody can sit there and do this. It's, it's a result of what you've done over the years. And that's my point. My point is that you should be doing some things over the course of the next couple years, building real, authentic relationships with your audience on a one on one basis. You build your community around your podcast one person at a time. And so here's the situation. Don't look at episode 174 or the various other shows where it just sounds like Cliff is just showing off and and saying, hey, look at me, look how cool I am. Look at this as me saying, hey, look at the things that I've accomplished and and I believe that by sharing this, I want you to understand, I believe this is possible for you too. And for many of you listening to this, everything I said in 174, you could do it right now. But for about 80% of you, you're not there yet. But I want you to think and I want you to dream big and I want you to understand that if you keep at it, the chances are there's a I'd say there's about a 95 percent chance that anybody who stays in this long enough, who sticks with this in the long haul, you get around episode 80, 90, 150, whatever the case may be. Not that there's a magic formula, but there'll be a place where you could actually pull off what I talked about in episode 174. I really do believe it. And so I encourage you guys to continue to listen. And when I talk about this super advanced, big idea stuff that seems way beyond your reach, like for example, how about this? I just got it. I just on Tuesday, was it Tuesday? No, Wednesday morning, yesterday morning. Yesterday morning, 
I won't say his name, but I, I actually had a guy call me up or actually send me an email. And he says, I would like to talk to you. I'd like to hire you for an hour of consulting because I want to I want to talk to you about the potential of doing this podcasting and, and kind of making, you know, this a little bit more as a as a bigger part of my career. Uh, I, I really found some some enjoyment out of this. And, and and I would like to talk to you about how, you know, how I could possibly, you know, incorporate this into my business plan and 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 how I can take this to a, a huge level. And this is somebody who's like, I don't know, on episode nine, you know, 10, 14, I'm not sure, but this is somebody who's who says, Cliff, I, I wanna do this. I, I, I want to, I, I get a great amount of satisfaction and joy, and people are giving me feedback that says, wow, you found a, you found a niche here. This is something you need to focus on. And, and um, it, I, I, that was exciting. It was a great conversation, and I love the direction that he's, he, this person's heading. And, and I just want to say this stuff's possible. I mean, it's not for everyone, and that's not my point. I understand some of you are hobbyists, and you're just in this for the hobbyist part of it, and you're completely happy where you are in your career and your life. That's totally cool. And I'm going to continue to have content and information there that will be apl- applicable to you. But if I want to spend an episode where I'm going to share an entire well-thought-out uh, idea of something that you could potentially achieve somewhere down the road, I'm going to do that. And, and I hope that you guys are cool with that. So anyway, let's talk about something different here. Now, the next thing that I want to talk about is an email that I just got. Oh, well, it was, I can tell you right now, it was just a few minutes ago, in fact. Uh, it came in, uh, let's see here, today at 4.23 p.m. from Tony uh, Rinkenberger, and he says, hey, Cliff, I thought you might like this. Oh, by the way, the subject of the email, podcasting in de- is indeed not dead. And he says, Cliff, I thought you would like this uh, with school starting. And he gave me a link to a post on Mashable. Now, Mashable is a huge, hugely popular, wildly successful blog of news and events and technology and, and stuff like that. I am I am a Mashable tech-holic, all right? I love Mashable. I, I read it all the time. Well, I, I read the hotline, uh, the headlines all the time, and then I'll occasionally capture, you know, about 8% of it really is something that's interesting enough for me to go in and read the whole article. So I love this. And he sent me this, and this is a, a blog post titled 15 Essential Back-to-School Podcasts. It says, with another long, hot American summer coming to a close, many students are scrambling to get back into the learning mode before school starts. One of the simplest ways is to ease that transition is with podcasts. Whether your passion is American history or algebra, there's probably an educational podcast out there for you. While these programs probably won't mirror your lesson plan, they will explore topics covered in class. Below is a sampling of some of the exceptional podcasts that both teach and entertain. But best of all, they're free. Read on for your 2010 downloading curriculum. And he breaks these down. He, he's got uh, the category of science. He, he talks about Radio Lab, which investigates some of the world's most intriguing scientific questions in a unique conversational format. Uh, then there's history. Uh, in Dan, It says here, in Dan Carlin's Hardcore History, uh, Carlin, a veteran journalist turned podcaster, dissects the textbook version of events. In shows that often run over an hour, the host passionately retells some of history's best stories. I'm interested in that one. Uh, and matter of fact, I, I'm definitely going to pause right now and go subscribe to it. 
Okay, so I just went and uh, downloaded that. Uh, site's not all that great, but uh, and and he's only got 11 of his 35 episodes online, so that's not cool either. I, I would have liked to have been able to see what was in the uh, in the archives there, Dan. But uh, I've went ahead and subscribed to it, and I'm going to listen to the two most recent episodes, which are Death Throes of the Republic. I have no idea what that's all going to be about, but we'll see. All right, moving along here, they've got economics. There's the uh, Planet Money is the NPR's podcast on global economics and business. Uh, for English, there's Cliff Note, Cliff's Notes, and it says, for those of you who couldn't make it through the through Withering Heights, Cliff's Notes Cramcast uh, would have been a lifesaver. This free podcast reviews some of the stuff you'll need to know for the big test and does it in three to four minutes. Of course, these podcasts can't cover every detail. To do that, you know, you'd need to read the book. And just looking at the articles that they have here in the feed or in the archives, they've got the the Adventures of Huckleberry Finn is for available for free, The Great Gatsby, uh, Julius Caesar, Lord of the Flies, Macbeth, The Odyssey, Romeo and Juliet, The Scarlet Letter, A Tale of Two Cities, and To Kill a Mockingbird are just a few that they have to offer there. All right, foreign language. Uh, the internet is full of podcasts that cater to students learning foreign languages. For those interested in major European languages, Radio Lingua is a good bet. And also there's another reliable hub is Open University. For math students, you know those math geeks out there? For those of you who struggle to calculate a 15% tip, the Math Dudes podcast is a must listen. Every week, Affable nerd Jason Marshall explains basic concepts like how to calculate the area of an object or how to add faster. Hmm, interesting stuff. Current events. There is the Bugle podcast. Uh, and of course, there's plenty of other I options and other stuff in there as well in this article. I'll put a link to this article titled 15 Essential Back to School Podcasts in the show notes today. Now, what's exciting about this, and by the way, Tony, thank you so much for sending along this email. I really appreciate you doing that. Uh, it, it does demonstrate that the you know the podcasts are still out there. They're still huge. They're still big. In fact, one of the other things that I want to explain to you, you know, there's this whole joke: is podcasting dead? With people like Michael W. Gohagen and Leo Laporte throwing around words that they really shouldn't be throwing around, but uh, they do anyway. Uh, just another example of how podcasting is not dead. Uh, Tuesday, I had in in my business on this Tuesday, two days ago, I had the second most profitable day of my entire business life. Now, I've been doing this podcasting uh, stuff for five years now. I've been doing it full time since January of 2008. Uh, my most profitable experience so far in a single day was uh, when somebody did take me up on my offer for a full day of consulting at their at their location for twenty five hundred dollars, uh, and that was I drove all the way to Nashville for that, and uh, that was my most profitable single day of income, uh, directly related to my consulting. Well, on th this Tuesday, I will tell you that I made a total profit from the hours of ten a.m. to uh, five p.m. I talked to five people throughout that day and made an, a profit of $1,704. Now, 
Now, that is from consulting at $150 an hour, which is my current rate, and I sold several packages, and I won't, I mean, let's just put it this way, a lot of packages. I sold more than $7,000 worth of podcast equipment on Tuesday uh, in packages. So, it was a very profitable day for me. Needless to say, people are still very much interested in getting into the world of podcasting, and I still will say, Hands down, we're only at the very infancy stages of what podcasting will offer the world, and it's going to be bigger. And one of these days, people are going to quote me and say, Cliff was right. He said it in 2010 that even five years into it, it was still in its infancy stages. I said the same thing about Twitter when Twitter was, you know, back in 2007, I said, Twitter is going to be mainstream. People can say it's just a fad if they want to, but by golly, I sat there and saw something on TV last night and somebody said, you know, uh, it was a, it was a like entertainment tonight or something like that. At the end of the show, at the sign off was, that's all we have for this show. And on behalf of such and such, and you, and then for, for more information from me, you can follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash. And then she gave her username. So I'm telling you, Twitter's mainstream podcasting eventually is going to be mainstream as well. It'll be just as well known as blogging is today. Speaking of my clients who are, you know, hiring me to teach them how to podcast and stuff like that, you know, buying a lot of equipment, uh, big packages that, that you know, get them started well beyond what I ever had when I first got it, got started podcasting. You might imagine, you know, well, perhaps, that, you know, that's great, Cliff. These people are getting into podcasting and they're spending a lot of money on getting quality equipment and stuff like that. Uh, but But the question is, how many of these people are really getting their value out of podcasting? And, you know, and of course, the question, I always have that concern myself. You know, I, I really don't want to ever take advantage of anybody. And uh, I want to make sure that people aren't just impulse buying and that they're going to buy all of this equipment, and never do anything with it. And uh, it so- seems like uh, one of my g- uh, good clients uh, and uh, I guess somebody I would consider to be a friend these days, uh, Dean Soto, had some concerns initially thinking maybe perhaps this was an impulse buy. But uh, this, I will just tell you, this is a little bit of a testimonial, but this is just a testimony to the fact of what happens with my average client. So have a listen to what Dean has to say. Hey, Cliff, this is Dean from So Totally Business Savvy Podcast. And um, yeah, I just wanted to say thank you. I was really hesitant at first um, to, when I first started doing the podcast after I'd bought the equipment from you kind of thinking that I might have made a mistake in doing this. But after my fourth, it was actually my fourth episode of So Totally Business Savvy, I interviewed a, a guy by the name of Paul Tran, and he is a multi-business owner. And um, he really, I mean, really brought credibility to my podcast, to me. And uh, on basically on Twitter, this has never happened before, but I'm, you know, I'm an IT business and IT consultant, and one of the things I want to, look, I want people to think, not to think, but to see me as a business advisor and a business consultant, and without even prompting, I've been, I've been on Twitter for over a year now, but just in the matter of the the time that I've done my podcast, without prompting anyone, I had several people comment and retweet my episode with Paul Tran saying, 
things like business advisor Dean Soto interviews Paul, uh, Paul Tran or, you know, things of that nature, which is absolutely amazing to me. Absolutely amazing. Nothing but compliments, nothing but um, saying that the quality of the interview was awesome. I mean, I, I, I'm just extremely grateful. You know, I'm so glad you do what you do. I'm so glad that you have uh, the podcast Answer Man out there for free. I um, bought uh, Adobe Audition off your of your affiliate link, and um, you know the quality and the value that you've given uh, is is tremendous. So God bless. I um, I'm very very grateful. And if there's anything that I can do for you, that would be awesome. Also, if you want to interview on my podcast, that would be fantastic. If you ever have time, but um, all right. That being said, good luck. Continue. And, uh, yeah, you're doing great things. God bless. And, uh, yep. Keep on brother. Bye. Dean, thank you so much for your awesome feedback. And by the way, your equipment sounds awesome. I, I love that you're producing your content with quality equipment. And I'm so thankful for the testimonial. In fact, if you, you said if there's anything you can do for me, what I'd love is if you wouldn't mind sending me a photo of yourself, uh, and uh, I want to be able to put that audio clip as a testimonial on my website over at podcastanswerman.com slash recommendations. And uh, I'll, I'll put you up there on my testimonial page with that audio clip right there because that, that says it all, my friend. It really does. And I really appreciate that. And by the way, your question about me possibly coming onto your show, all you need to do, send me an email, cliff at ravenscraft.org. Yeah, yeah, that's probably the easiest. Or no, just do cliff at podcastanswerman.com. That's the easiest one to spell. So cliff at podcastanswerman.com. Send me an email. I will come on to your podcast. And by the way, I love to come on to other people's podcasts and talk about my passion for podcasting and new media. I do that at least once a week on other people's shows. And I want to tell you, I, I do it for a couple reasons. I love talking about podcasting. And number two, it always ends up leading me to more clients and more business. So uh, I'll never forget um, one of my clients here. His name is Winston. He, he is, his business is no more than 15 minutes from my home. And he was listening. He actually hired me. He was he hired me. He bought a he bought a package of equipment from me. He's got quality Heil microphones. I mean, he hired me to come out on site, help him get everything set up, and and train him and teach him how to do this. He's bought digital products from me. I mean, this is it, it, it's a it's a very profitable relationship for me personally. Do you know how he found out about me? Even though I'm just 15 minutes down the road. He found out about me because I was interviewed by Andy in the UK. So some British guy invites me to come on to his internet marketing podcast from the UK via Skype. I'm on there talking about my passion for podcasting. It turns out that I guess for some reason he asked me where I was, you know, where I actually do my business from. And I had mentioned that I'm in northern Kentucky and uh, and and Winston hears this on the podcast and sends me an email immediately and says, hey, you're right down the road. I'd love to come and meet you. And I invited him to come into my studio and see things. And so uh, I would love, Dean, to be on your podcast. It would be a huge honor for me. So please uh, send me an email, uh, cliff at podcastanswerman.com. If anybody else wants to have me on your show, um, I love that. And I encourage you to try to... See if you can work it out to be on other people's shows. Now, I'm a, I'm a little finicky on who I bring on to this show. 
I, I don't, I, you know, I don't do a lot of interviews, but, um, you know, one thing I can tell you is that the people who, are, who actually do come onto my show, they get, a, they, they get a fair amount of business as a result of it. Uh, but I, I usually do mine on invitation basis only. I, I don't ever try, I don't personally like it when people say, Hey, can I come onto your show? Will you interview me for your show? Uh, but I, you know, I, and I never do that to somebody else. I never say, Hey, I would love to be on your show sometime. Uh, but you know, if you get invited on somebody else's podcast, my suggestion is accept the offer. Uh, I don't think I've ever turned down an invitation to be interviewed on somebody else's show. So uh, I would love to, I would love to do that. It'd be a, it would be a huge honor to be featured as a guest on on your show, Dean, and and anybody else that wants to contact me. I'd love to consider that for you. Okay, so next up we have another phone call that's come in with a question, and this one comes in from James Dibbon. And he is calling, he basically was inspired to leave this message as a result of, uh, I think it was last week's episode where I talked about podcastanswerman.com slash artwork. If you head over to that website, you'll see a blog post that I have there, or I think it might even be a page. But anyway, podcastanswerman.com slash artwork. And here's what James had to say. Hey Cliff, James Dibbon here with the Blue Collar Radio Network at bcrn.tv. Hey, I am getting ready to start a sports-related fan podcast, and when it comes to the artwork, uh, when you're creating this type of a podcast, what are some rules I need to take into consideration when it comes to proprietary, uh, you know, logos, and and this is going to be an NFL-type thing, so, you know, taking into account the NFL and uh, and then the local team and their logo, um, you know, how do I go about... uh, you know, creating a, you know, the, the logo for my podcast without infringing on any copyright laws. Uh, just what's your experience in that area? Thanks again. This is James with uh, BCRN.TV. Well, James, thank you very much for the uh, question, and it is a good one, And because I, I do a lot of fan, TV show fan podcasts and things of that nature. I want to tell you right now, I, I personally, I walk the line, my friend. I, I walk the line of right up against and probably push over the other side of the boundaries that I should probably stay in. So what I'm going to ask you to do, my friend, is to do as I say and not as I do. Uh, I don't want to get myself into any trouble, but I do happen to own the domain Desperate Housewives Podcast, GraysAnatomyPodcast.com. Let's see, I also have BiggestLoserPodcast.com. I would certainly avoid using the the name you know a trademarked name in your main URL it's something that i've done on multiple occasions and you know i it's one back i mean i started all this stuff out when i was just doing this as a hobby and my philosophy was always you know uh it's easier to ask for forgiveness than it is for permission now these days i you know i i'd be careful about doing some of those things that i've done uh, I, I'm just waiting for the lawyers to send me the letters and, and, and I'll immediately change some things around. But uh, until they say something, I probably won't change very much. But I would encourage you not to uh, really include the trademarked names and definitely not trademarked logos in your artwork. And so, for example, let me just to give you an example here. If the Cincinnati Reds is our baseball team. If I were going to do a podcast, I would be I would do a podcast called let's say the Big Red Machine podcast or the fans of the Big Red Machine. 
And the, re- the reason I would call it the fans of the big red machine is because, number one, the word fan is in front. It's like I always want to make sure that I indicate that, hey, this is or you could even do the unofficial big red machine podcast. Uh, just make sure you use the word unofficial or fan in there just so you can clearly communicate zero confusion about the possibility that you are not the official owner of that trademark of that service or brand or whatever the case may be. But also, not only that, but the reason why I would call it the fans of the Big Red Machine is because Big Red Machine is a nickname that is given to the Reds. It, 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 it's something that's been around for years. So the question is, for your sports team that you want to do a spot, podcast about, is there a nickname that is so commonly known that any fan of that particular football team that they would know right away? You know, it's like, oh, well, that must be a podcast about such and such team. Uh, so if there is, I would I would incorporate something like that. But I would I, I would be cautious, especially with the NFL. These people are like the the NFL is just like the RIAA in my opinion. Uh, the NFA NFL, you put your you put that logo by golly on your podcast artwork, and you will you are certain to get a letter from a lawyer, and it will be it will be fast in coming. Uh, it, it, will, it will be there fast. Uh, so, yeah, definitely don't use the, the NFL logo at all. Um, what I would do is, is what you can do is, is create a name of your podcast that is going to be easily recognizable or associated to the team that you want to podcast about. And what you could do is in your description, you can say a fan podcast de- uh, devoted to the NFL football team uh, of the, you know, I don't know, uh, you know, I, 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 Cincinnati Bengals. You know, just you could spell it all out in your in the description. This is a fan po- podcast of it, and use all the keywords that you can possibly use in there. And then in your feed burner feed, when you set it up, you can also make sure that you're using the keywords, uh, the meta tag keywords in there for your NFL and football and the name of the team and all this other stuff. But certainly in the artwork, I would keep it away from anything that would be their logo. So like, for example, let's just say, you know, it's Chiefs or if it's Bengals or whatever the case may be, you can you can use the animal or the mascot, but don't use it in the same way they do it. Kind of have a creative artist, you know, work of art that actually takes that from a different perspective, maybe a different rendition of that particular team's mascot. And, and and do something unique with the artwork, but stay away from the official logos. That's my professional opinion on that one. It'll keep you out of trouble, I think, as much as possible. And moving on to our next topic, we are going to talk to Mitchell Boxeth, who called in and has a question about how I calculate the number of people who are GSPN.TV Plus members. Here's what Mitchell had to say. Hi, Cliff. This is Mitchell Boxeth calling in with a question for Podcast Answer Man. And uh, my question is about uh, Plus Membership. I actually switched my banking account number through PayPal, so my Plus Membership ended up getting canceled. And uh, I know it might have caused a little confusion because I guess I didn't pay my membership for a few months because I didn't realize when I switched my bank account information that it got canceled. But um, I'm happy to say it's back up now and I'm back uh, to uh, paying my 10 bucks a month. My question is, I know once in a while you do have people that for some reason or another, you know, financially, they, they can't do the Plus membership anymore and they have to cancel. And so I'm just wondering how, how that affects your, your number. 
of uh, Plus members. What I mean is, and every time you get a new Plus member, you always post a Twitter and a Facebook saying that you're happy to announce or you're welcoming your you know 405th and 406th Plus member. And I'm wondering, when somebody cancels their Plus membership, does that 406 and 407th person, are they actually number 406 or 407th? And, and even though it might only, you might only have 395 because in that first 395, you know, seven or eight of them have canceled. So I'm just wondering how you track that. Um, it's just more of a question than anything. Um, but anyway, uh, love all your shows. Uh, everything you guys do over there is awesome. I uh, love you guys, and we will look forward to hearing your next couple podcasts. Bye. All right, Mitchell, thank you very much. And I certainly don't have anything to hide over here. And so I will explain to you exactly how I do the calculation of the number of plus members I have and how I display that. And so what I'm going to ask you to do, anybody who's listening, please go to gspn.tv slash plus if you're in front of a computer. And you're going to see two different things. Uh, on gspn.tv slash plus, you will see at the top of that page, you're going to see a banner. At least right now there's a banner. This could change within the next year or so. But anyway, uh, gspn.tv slash plus, there's a banner at the top, and it actually physically says these words. It says, 405 have signed up as gspn.tv plus members. Come join the community. Now, over on the right-hand side, there is a there's another banner, and this is also on podcastanswerman.com and several of my other sites as well. And there's a there's a it's not, it's kind of like a square with rounded edges. Um, there's an image, a little graphic. It's blue, and it says what is gspn.tv plus membership. And at the top of that, it actually says 405 and 405 and counting. All right. Now, the question is, if somebody was to, at this very moment, sign up and become a GSPN.TV Plus member, what would they be? They, number one, or they would actually be the 406th GSPN.TV Plus member. They would be the 406th person who felt that the content that we were producing here was worth the $10 a month that we ask uh, to, so that you have access to all of our content. Now, do we have currently 405 people at this very moment in time paying me $10 a month? The answer to that question is no. And so the question is, what happens if, let's say, the TV show Lost ends and 35 people decide, well, that was really the only draw for me for the gspn.tv community and the content. And so after, the, after about three months of no Lost content, they say, eh, you know, we're out of here. Well, do I drop the number by 35 people and so therefore, you know, the banner is actually updated to reflect the smaller number and then some all of a sudden we say, hey, welcome to member number 376. Well, they're not really 376 because somebody else was 376. This is the re- this is actually the thinking that I went behind that went into, you know, deciding how I would display the numbers. And so what I decided is that it would be it would kind of be wonky for me because what it it wasn't even my idea but people are really particular about knowing what their number is. It's like I there are people who say, "Hey, I am plus member number 100 or I'm plus number I'm plus member number 304." So, I mean, th- there are people who know, I mean, they know what their plus member number is. And so they're hoping that one day, you know, like for example, there are, there are 
there are 99 people who can say, hey, I have a two-digit number plus member. Uh, or a two-digit number as far as my plus member. I'm plus number 98 or I'm plus member number five. And and in my mind, somebody who's plus, you know, who's who's got that double digit, you know, those those are people who have been around since the very first days of me actually going into this full time. And, uh, you know, there's, there's a, I think there's a lot to say about that. And so I found that people were very particular. They wanted to know their numbers and I didn't even track this at first. But when people started asking me, what, what number am I? I actually had to go into the system and I had to actually look at all the, I had to sort everybody by date and the time that they actually registered for their plus membership. And then I actually did that in a spreadsheet and I started to add it up and I said, okay, here's your plus member number. And there were people who said, who thought they were plus number 76 to find out that they were actually 73 and the person who was seven, who was 73 or who thought they were 73 was actually 74 and and we got all of that worked out and and that was that was fun or not but i realized that the people knowing what their number was that was important to them it, it kind of says you know hey i joined in and i supported you since way back when so somebody who signs up today and his episode you know would be you know the 406th plus member you know when i get to the place where we've got you know I don't know, 10,000 plus members. It's like, listen, I was a plus member. I was, I'm plus member number 406. I know people like that. And that's something I've learned over time. So I decided that, you know, if I was to drop the number and then add a number, it, it makes a difference in other people's minds and in their, and in, in the way that they, they like to think about things. So I decided I'm not ever going to drop. And so when I was actually considering, when I actually saw some cancellations come through I was considering dropping the number on the banner but instead what I decided to do and I went through all of this mental process I decided you know what I'm actually going to change the wording instead of saying we currently we now have 405 plus members instead it would actually say 405 have signed up as GSPN plus members come join the community and this is this is very real and it's authentic it's it's true 405 and counting have signed up to become plus members. Not all of them are continuing their plus membership today. But I I still think that the 405 is a very good representation. It communicates well that, hey, this podcasting thing, Cliff and Stephanie have done this enough to where and have created enough of a community and and enough of an archive and and a, a track record and relationship with at least where 405 people have decided at least at one point to pay $10 a month for this content. And so the communication is still there. Now, how many people, I I can tell you right now, I I have no qualms about this at all. I will pull up my plus member spreadsheet that I have and I will see if I can tell you right now how many people are paying me uh, monthly, $10 a month. Uh, I currently have... Uh, 170 people, 170 people are currently currently have act, active PayPal subscriptions. So 170 people currently have active PayPal subscriptions that are paying me $10 a month. All right. So 170. Now the question is like, wait a second, 405 minus 150. Oh my gosh, that's a whole lot worse than what I thought it was. Well, don't think that. Um, There are a lot of people, a lot of people, when they sign up for Plus Membership, they sign up for 105 per year. So you get actually a discount if you actually sign up for an entire year. And so a lot of, uh, there are a lot of people out there that don't like monthly subscriptions via PayPal. 
And so they just pay the 105 for a year. And I don't really track that in my plus membership as far as, you know, how many people are, are paying year by year by year. But I will tell you this. There are approximately, I would say, somewhere around 100 people who have signed up for plus membership over the last two and a half years who are today no longer active paying plus members. So, so we're still around 300 people who are paying for the content. 170 of them are paying for it $10 a month, active PayPal subscriptions. The rest of those active plus members are paying on an annual basis. And I will tell you, a majority of them have renewed not just once, but more than once. Uh, so, so have paid a total of $315 for three years of plus membership. So very exciting stuff. But Mitchell, I hope that explains it to you. And if anybody else has any questions about how I do plus membership, why I decided to start charging for plus membership, how I, uh, you know, what was the reaction of the community? Uh, how is it that I actually set it up personally to where only certain people have access to the feeds and nobody else does? How they all, every single plus member has their own individualized custom RSS feed with their username and password that they have to have so that if somebody decides they don't want to access anymore and they don't pay, I can actually turn off that feed so it doesn't actually allow them access to future content. Um, how I do all of that? Well, there is a webinar that I did and it's called How I Do Premium Membership. And again, that's How I Do Premium Membership. You can go to podcastanswerman.com slash products and it's available for direct purchase. It's $100. And I will tell you, I've had multiple people, uh, quite a few people who have paid me for two hours of my time. That's a total of my current rate at $300 who have paid me $300 to sit down and share them with them for two hours, everything that I share in that webinar. And it's all um, it's all there. It, it, I, I share a lot of valuable information, a lot of insights about things that I learned. I even share, you know, if I had to do it all again, would I continue, would I actually share, would I do it the way that I do it now? And how do I do it? And all this other stuff. It's all there. If you're interested, podcastanswerman.com slash products. And uh, it's how I do premium membership. Let's go ahead and take one final call. And our next call is going to be from Keith Parsons, and he wants to know what cables to use to hook up his iPhone. This is Keith Parsons calling in for Podcast Answer Man. I run a little podcast called Wireless Land Weekly, and one of the things I'm uh, looking to do is to augment my Skype inbound coming off of Netbook into my Mackie Mixer that I got from you. I'd like to uh, connect it also up to my iPhone so I could make uh, iPhone calls as well. I was just wondering what the cabling I need so I can connect my iPhone to either send the sound of a phone call or the sound coming from a, a voice clip or something from the iPhone into the mixer so I can save it to the Adderall recorder. Thanks for answering the question. Appreciate all you do there. All right, Keith, thank you so much for submitting the question for Podcast Answer Man. And uh, here is the cable. And, and I actually would suggest, I'm sure you can get a cable that would have this, to, you would be able to pull this off without the without the adapter plugs. Uh, but it's called, it, it's by its standard name, it's just a standard, it would be like a camcorder AV plug, a camcorder audiovisual plug. And I think if you did a search on Amazon for that, uh, it would be there. In fact, what I'll do is I'm going to include a link to one of these in the show notes. 
Not only that, but I also will uh, share a little diagram that I, I drew up for Keith. Uh, he actually uh, asked me if I wouldn't mind uh, sending him a diagram and, and, and working this all out. But what an AV plug is, is it's one eighth inch plug on one end of the cable. And on this one eighth inch plug, instead of being like a TRS, um, which TRS means tip ring sleeve, uh, instead of having a standard TRS, which is like what a regular headphones jack would be, it looks very similar to what you would see on the the um, iPhone earbuds, where it's got the three prongs on there, and so there in, are three lines on there. So there's tip, ring, column, sleeve. So there's something like that. But anyway, there are there are a total of it. You've got the ability for it to plug in, so that it's actually not just doing your left and right audio output, but it's also bringing a microphone input. And uh, so it's got a one eighth inch prong on one end with like three little hashes on there or three little lines around it instead of two. And on the other end of this cable, by on, on a standard eight, uh, audio video, video cable or an AV cable for this, uh, there would be three plugs, three RCA plugs on the other end. And typically you will have, it will be, red, white, and yellow. Now, technically speaking, in audio video terms, your red and white would be your audio channels, red being your right channel, white being your left channel, and the yellow plug would be your video. And of course, if you were to take a, like a camcorder that had one of these plugs, you would be able to plug the 1 8 inch into your camcorder, and then you, you, you probably still have a TV that has audio vi video or AV inputs. And these are little three little RCA plugs, and you would be able to correspond white, red, and yellow. The white being your left channel, right uh, audio. Uh, your red being your right channel audio, and your yellow being your video input into the TV. Well, the iPhone uses the exact same cable. The only thing is, is they try to confuse everybody so that you will go out and buy their their um, their proprietary Apple cable. But here's the thing, you don't have to go out and buy the proprietary Apple AV cable to hook up your iPhone to the TV or to be able to do what you're looking to do, Keith. Uh, instead, what you have to realize is that your white cable will be your left channel of audio. At least I assume it's left. It might be right. I might have these two reversed. But anyway, let's just assume that your white RCA plug is your left channel of audio your yellow is actually your right channel, or at least the other channel of audio, and the red cable is actually your audio, or, or your, uh, well, not your video, but it's your it's another audio. So here, here's what happens. Basically, what you've got going on here with this cable is that when you plug in the 1 8 inch into your iPhone, the white and yellow RCA plugs are sent are bringing the audio out of your iPhone into your mixer. So you would actually plug the white and the yellow as your audio output of the iPhone and going into the mixer. Now, when you do your mixer mix minus for your Skype setup or whatever setup you have, you have your auxiliary send. Well, you would actually plug in the red cable because the red RCA plug is actually to bring audio into the iPhone. And so uh, what I do is I usually use these uh, adapters called GPR-101s uh, from, from, I think it's from Hosa is the company that makes them. But anyway, they're GPR-101s and they're little one quarter inch plugs 
that actually are adapters. So they're one quarter inch plug on one end and it actually converts it to female RCA. So I put those adapters at the end of each of those cables. I bring in the yellow and the white from the iPhone into the audio input channels of let's say line nine and 10 or 12 and 13. It doesn't really matter which ones you choose. Just bring those, the yellow and white into your mixer and then send the audio out of your mixer from your auxiliary send using the red plug and that will send the audio back to your iPhone. I, I'll be honest with you, I really don't like it uh, a whole lot. I think if you can get some good results with it, it's great. I know on my iPhone 4, I noticed there's a little bit of a a little bit of a hiss or a sound that's that's emitted from during uh, the recording of this stuff. But uh, anyway, I know that Keith has since got this and hooked it up and has been appreciative and said that it actually is working for him. So, hey, if it's working and it ain't broke, don't fix it. So keep going with it. Well, my friends, that is all I'm going to give in this week's episode. We are at one hour. I want to say thank you to everybody for subscribing to the, your pot, to this podcast. I am tired. It's been a long day. I've been up since 8.30 this morning recording podcast, and it's now 6 o'clock in the evening, and I smell dinner upstairs, and I'm going to go eat some dinner. I wonder how this episode is going to sound. I'm actually going to listen to it myself as I go out for a walk this evening, and I'm going to see how the splices sound because I paused between every single topic in this episode. I'm going to see how noticeable it is. Anyway, I had fun producing it this way. It was a whole lot easier. I took notes along the way so that I'll be able to have thorough show notes and uh, I'm pretty excited about it. I want to say thank you to each and every one of you who have hired me for consulting one-on-one. You guys have made my world turn around. I thank you and I appreciate each and every one of you. I want to say thank you to those of you who are gspn.tv plus members. You can learn more over at gspn.tv slash plus. And of course, I also want to say thank you to those of you who just are out there listening week after week, telling other people about the podcast answer, man. And if you would like to me, like to me, if you would like to have me come on to your show to be interviewed on your show, I'm more than willing to do so. You just need to ask. Cliff at podcastanswerman.com. And of course, do you have questions for the Podcast Answer Man show? Give me a call. The phone line's open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Leave us a voicemail at 859-795-4067. Again, the phone number is 859-795-4067. Of course, if you are a podcaster and you have the equipment to do so, why not send me high quality audio with your question? Just do me a favor. If you're going to send me an email with a question attached as a file attachment to an email, please do me a favor. Email that to feedback at gspn.tv. I like to forward all the feedback for future shows into that email address. Again, that's feedback at gspn.tv, or you could do feedback at podcastanswerman.com. It'll get routed there because I love Google and Google is cool that way. Folks, I'm out of here. I hope that you are having a wonderful week. I hope none of this is all about, hey, look at what I can do. But hopefully you'll come away from this thinking, hey, I could probably end up doing that one day if I keep at this. That's what I hope to do. Be encouraged. Be inspired. Take your show to the next level, even if it's just for a hobby. Kick it up a notch. God bless. Until next time, join the community. Join the community.